1: You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game.
0: This is the Power Producers Podcast, production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power?
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. One of the ways we do that is we bring resources and solutions that we use in- our agency here at Florida Risk Partners to drive new opportunities. And I've got Dylan Jordan from Connected Risk Solutions with me today. And we're going to talk about what they're doing specifically with some of the healthcare and medical related risks. So I'm not going to waste any more time introducing this guy. We're going to get cranking. What's up, Dylan?
2: What's up, brother? I appreciate you having me on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get too much into the weeds, of what you guys are doing as a company why don't you give everybody a little bit about your background and and sort of how you got into the role you're in today
2: sure well i am like most people right stumbled into it um i was at a small private school up here in pennsylvania right outside of philadelphia and went into intern at a carrier and while i was in the waiting room getting ready for the interview got passed over to uh, or I saw one of my buddies that I used to bartend with and he was at a sister company a wholesaler Um, so went over there uh, as an intern and right out of the gate just uh, I started to realize that this industry the whole just insurance overall but I love the wholesale side the industry overall is a shut up and work kind of industry no one cares about your age your sex your anything it's okay we got numbers to meet can you meet them and that's That fit my lifestyle so much. Me and my wife met real young in high school, dated for about a year before I was like, hey, I wanna have just a crazy amount of kids and I wanna go provide for a family. She said, same, and I wanna stay home. And so I knew it was, uh, uh, I I needed to be in a shut up and work kind of industry. Um, To start on the wholesale side there, uh, made a jump to the retail side and sold as a retailer for about two and a half years. And then came back to the wholesale side. But the whole time it's been nothing but medical, social services, life sciences, all that kind of stuff.
1: So The one thing I heard is you wanted to get married and have a bunch of kids as quick oh, as yeah. possible. How
2: many kids you guys have? <laughs> we have four under five right now. And num- we'll, we'll be pregnant again probably in March or something. Somewhere four around under, there.
1: Four under five is a lot, man. I got four, yeah. but they are definitely spread <laughs> out. If I had it all to do over again... I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't have the same four kids, but if sure. I if, if I were going to go through it, could have the same four, I'd mm. rather have four of them under five than have 21, yeah. 17, 12, and 10.
2: They're psychos, man. All of them are, but I mean, like you said, they got their personalities. It's a blast. It's a lot of screeching because I got three girls and me and my son sometimes just escape and go fish or something like that, but it's a blessing, man. It really is.
1: So talk a little bit about your role now. What are you doing and, and what do you guys specialize in and what are you looking for from agents?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm an advisor at Connected Risk, which is just our term for producer. So I go out, make relationships, get the business in the door and then work high level strategy on a, account specific overall relationship with the agency and larger renewals. We get heavy in the weeds and the data, the analytics, what's going on with the industry and keeping up with that. So I spend most of my day just keeping an eye on some of the big renewals that come up, make sure we're following our process and our sales cycle, um, make sure we're making the the insured, putting them in a position where they're comfortable. There's no surprises. They know what's going on for the renewal, so it's nice and seamless. Uh, and then I get to talk to buddies like you, where it's, you know, I do insurance in the MedMal space. You might do a little bit. Should we be buddies?
1: Yeah, so talk a little bit about that, because you guys are pretty, uh, you know, you're you're pretty honed in on what it is that you do. I mean, Thanks. up until you and I met, pretty much if it didn't fit in Chubb's appetite, I wasn't going to waste my time with sure. it, honestly, from a life sciences standpoint. But it seems like you got a pretty broad appetite, um, quite a few markets that, that you can go to. And you're not limited to just med mal or professional liability. You have a whole suite of products that y'all yeah. write that you can help agents with.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and any good producer will tell you about niching, right? And some of the really good ones will tell you about micro niching. And what do you do really well and don't get, you know, put the put the blinders on and don't get caught up in the sexiness of maybe there's a large property schedule that could be a big premium. At Connected Risk, we really say if if you can do it really good, stay in your lane and focus up in that lane. So what I do mainly is the GOPL excess. Sometimes if it's a part of a package on the admitted side, I could slap in property and auto. But when it comes to something like cyber, can I place it? Sure. But am I an expert in it where I could talk to talk, put me up against anybody? No. And so we have a cyber team for that. When it comes to management lines or miscellaneous, you know, we got a team for that. Um, and we just dish it back and forth to each other because we want to make sure that when I get a submission, my close rate's super high because I know what I'm doing, no matter who I'm up against or what kind of weirdness comes up against it. Uh, I know the carriers. I got the best relationships I could possibly have with them. And it all comes from focusing in GLPO access in these spaces. You know, I'm confident against anybody. So what are you guys seeing in
1: the marketplace right now? Obviously it's been kind of a freak show across the board is the stuff that you're seeing in the healthcare side and med tech side of the house tracking with Mm -hmm. everything else, or is it not? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the MedMouth side is really down to the state. Frankly, it's it's been an unprofitable line for every carrier that's been in it since I think 6 They've been losing money combined ratio wise. Um, but the, the the worst part is the the legislation's not helping. It's going in the opposite direction. So we got. I do a lot of business in Florida in the in the southeast. I do some work up in the northwest. Uh, I do a lot obviously around Philadelphia. I've been living around here. And these jurisdictions are just making it tougher and tougher on companies in the in the Medmouth side. Like Philadelphia had the jurisdiction shopping switch at the beginning of this year. And Philadelphia County, just the county itself, is the number two judicial hellhole in the U.S. behind Georgia being number one.
1: I was going to say Atlanta's got to
2: be top. <laughs> uh, yep, Georgia's it, man. And uh, But that Philadelphia County with this jurisdiction shopping change at the beginning of the year – If you can prove a half of a percent of your operations go through Philadelphia County, the claimant can bring the suit within Philadelphia County. And so with it being the number two worst, obviously giant payouts, but now it's backlogged like crazy. People are being pushed into settlements. And now it's, you know, it was already about a year and a half delay because of COVID still with the courts. Now Philadelphia County is more like two years behind, two and a half years. It's crazy. So in those states, rates are going up and, and they have to because we're already losing money. And now jurisdiction or the legislation is making it worse and worse.
1: Well, and I think that's typically the way that it works until it gets better. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not a smart remark. I mean, we're dealing with our fair share of that in Florida right now with what we're seeing on assignment of benefits and capping attorney's fees and all Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, we've made the decisions to do the things that we need to do to improve it, but we're still three Mm -hmm. or four years away. Yeah. You know, from reaping the benefits and the things we're doing today. And that's if nothing else major happens in the form of a hurricane or otherwise.
2: Yeah. And that latest bill that they passed in Florida, a lot of it excluded the MedMal stuff. There was a new precedent set where you could um, you can kind of pick apart the expert witness on the claimant side mid trial before you couldn't do it until the end of the trial. You spent all these expenses to get to the end. And then you say, wait a minute, this guy's a schmuck. And you got to go back and it's just it shoots up the expense costs. They changed that around, which is helpful. But yeah, I got a radiology group down in Florida who had some losses. They weren't strong. And they keep adding people. But outside of all that, the state was taking a 7.5% increase as it was with that carrier. So add everything else on top. It was like a 32% increase. But when we delivered the renewal, we did our marketing analysis. We talked to all the the people, the who's who. The response was, yeah, makes sense. You know, because uh, there's only so much you can do.
1: So what does the average account look like that you're working on that you see Mm -hmm. pass through to your underwriters you know when you're Mm -hmm. out shaking hands kissing babies making the relationships bringing new agency relationships in what you know what what what's a big win for you what what do you consider like just in and out if i could because i'm i'm a big believer that again to what you said before stay in your lane if you know what you're doing stay in your lane but I'm I'm a big believer that if you can consistently hit singles every single time you get up yep. to the plate, you don't need to swing for the fence every time you get up, right? Yeah. Keep hitting singles, and you're going to produce runs and and eventually win That's it. that way, right? So I'm I'm not interested in what's the greatest account. We could talk about that, but I mean, sure. My my goal here is to. There's a lot of agencies out there that that have relationships for medical malpractice and other things. A lot of the times, right. you know, I I mean, from a carrier perspective nationwide. Is a great mm. example nationwide. Loves writing doctors' offices, dentists, yep. things like that. But you're not going to get the professional liability for them, right? You know, you have to go to somewhere else to do that. And I think a lot of agents just turn a blind eye to it because there's quite a few direct writers that go out sure. or association programs. So, mm. talk a little bit about you know what it is that you really like. What's a what's a bread and butter submission look like for you, and and go from there.
2: Yeah, I mean, my book has a hundred and fifty dollar medical student in there in premium. And I've worked on setting up captives for a group of conglomerate urgent cares across the United States. So my my book runs the gamut. Um, I shoot for at least one whale every quarter, and a whale to me is over $750 in premium. Um $750,0 in premium. But what I've the the buy requests I've gotten in the past few weeks have been a lot of five thousand, ten thousand dollar Medi spots. There's been a bunch of new venture MediSpots spots coming out of the run right now, um, but across the board, what I, in 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 kind of my buckets, when it comes to the medical side, um, for a lot of the agencies that may not specialize in the medical malpractice side, but they have a buddy who's a doc, the head doc at a group or something along those lines, or their brothers or something, right? They just never felt like they could go in there and have an educated conversation. I work as that extension for so many agents across the US where you know they crush real estate. They're really good at construction. I have some opportunities, but I've never really delved into them because I don't know the medical malpractice side, especially because on, on our side, we get paid wholesale rates for the commission. So I pay you the same amount you'd get if you went direct anyway. So it ends up being a good um, extension there for them and some offices that have the medical malpractice experience but they don't have the the staffing bandwidth to do a thorough marketing across the board and and work with them throughout the the midterm changes that come with it. Because physician groups have a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, same with hospitals in the same light. Uh, and then social services. I really love the foster care stuff and some of the some of the social services that get a little deeper into the services than your admitted folks will play in. I have some admitted carriers that'll package things together, but most people have the Philadelphias, right? Some of them have the Cincinnati's the selectives, um, but all of them have that little thing that they're not comfortable with. Uh, and some of my best wins have been either carving out those exposures. So keep everything else with Philadelphia. I'll take the, the stuff that they don't like or moving the whole program, uh, especially when they start getting into some stuff like refugee services or foster care operations. Like I said. Um, what about rehab? I love rehab and they're getting beat up right now because the admitted marketplaces is, is running away as fast as possible and finding reasons to, you know, I, I had a few where I won't name carriers or anything, but profitable for over 10 years on the account, there was one loss and it was under a hundred thousand dollars. I still think it was 90 something. Uh, and they non renewed due to losses. It's like, no, you're you you you're getting out. You don't want to do it anymore. And that's fine. But it's it what it is though. Time. Don't, don't yeah. Right. Due to losses, you've made you made three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars off this account in profit.
1: Easily, yeah, we're we're seeing it right now, man. Where it's um, and, and it's a lot in Florida, not in that, not in the segment that you're in per se, mm-hmm. but especially with auto. I, I was looking at a renewal mm-hmm. for one of my clients this morning. That's that's mid February that we're mm-hmm. getting wrapped up, and there the carriers trying to push like a twenty twenty five percent increase on auto rate on them, mm-hmm. and it's like hold on a second you've had this account for like five or six years and the only amount of money you've spent was to replace like six or seven windshields right that's it in five or six years and i mean we're not talking about <laughs> look it's it, it, it's not like a massive fleet but it's 70 mm-hmm. grand in premium
2: yeah and so and that's it gets me fired up and especially right now in terms of marketplace update uh, with social services you have some carriers out there that undercut the market like crazy, and now they're trying to rectify it, like to the tune that I probably could have been an actuary for. Them. And that's not my drive. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's the they get a reason to increase and taking 20, 30, 40% increases and then tripling the retention on top of it and cutting out coverage. And it's like there's some times where that's substantiated. I get that. And one of my one of my more recent wins, is the one point seven million dollar social service that did a lot of foster care, but they work with juvenile detention kids, everything like that. And it's like they were making money hand over fist on this account, uh, but they were so below the market and they felt like they needed to start taking it up a notch. And I won the account on BOR by looking at it and say, there's no way this renewal is being handled right by your current wholesaler. Because none of this makes sense, and they never had any other quote option alternatives for the past four years, even with these increases. I said, that I could do a better job on this. And we did. We restructured the whole thing, had seven different quote options for the insured to choose through. And even with them taking another 40% increase because they had two death claims on it, even with having another 40% increase, they still said it was the best renewal they've had in in damn near a decade. It's crazy. That's why you got to fight, though. That's my favorite like,
1: wins. You know, it's interesting too, because I've got a lot of contacts through my ecosystem that are Midwest and even up in uh, New York, where they've got a lot of local mutuals and regional carriers and stuff. And you'll see yeah. that they'll end up playing on a lot of these social yeah. services accounts. Whereas down here, man, it's like, boom, right out of the box, it's immediately going to ENS. Like there's not even yeah. a question other than, other than Philly, and, I, you know, I've always kind of right. felt like Philadelphia is an admitted market with an ENS appetite. It's like – That's it's a
2: great guys. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, they're nitpicky. They really are. And and they'll do the same thing. But if thing you can find it,
1: if you can find what they like – Great product. You're gonna, yeah, you're not going to beat coverage. You're not probably not going to beat the
2: prize. Yeah. So, it's like a lot of the admitted package folks. Like, we represent Guide 1. It's the same thing. If you're in the box, great program, great setup. Uh, but if you're not in the box or you're a little bit out of the boxes, it, it just doesn't match.
1: What else are you guys writing? Cause the social services thing was new to me, man. I, you got my, my wheels spinning a million miles yeah. an hour now. And I'll be honest with you of all of the classes of business, people reach out and say, Hey, where would you go with this? Where would you go with that? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yeah. By landslide.
2: Cause there's so many different things that they do anymore. You know what I mean? So social services becomes this crazy blanket term. That, I mean, I have some carriers that that force social services under their allied health care which doesn't make any sense, but it, it, it just goes to show the the collectivism of it all. But yeah, I love the foster adoption care, the drug alcohol rehabs. I do a lot of those too. I just did an Easter Seals where we took that away from Philadelphia and saved them about 16, 17%, something around there. So I'll, I'll do some of those admitted packages as well, where I'll compete with Philadelphia. Did a meals on wheels at a YMCA recently too, but that's, it's hard to nail it down, right? Because social services means a million different things anymore. But when it comes to ENS, uh, the foster adoption care, the drug, alcohol, rehab, anything with ICE contracts or the uh, the refugee work that's going on right now with immigration and everything, those are really tough to place and they're coming out more and more, more and more frequently. And and the main carriers in those spaces are are turned upside down and so what they used to have in a sweet deal is changing substantially i just want another bor on a, uh, a mainly foster care risk in the carolinas and they were they had a a primary uh, carrier and an excess carrier who was the same and then they had another layer of excess over top now in the excess layers they thought that they had coverage for their north carolina south carolina and abuse all throughout the excess. Turns out they had a really tall tower just covering North Carolina. No South Carolina stuff, which was like 40% of what they do and no abuse in the excess, which made them completely non-compliant with their state contracts.
1: Was it because it was specifically excluded or it was just missed was, somehow? Because they
2: had they had about $2.5 million in losses all attributed to the same South Carolina locations. But to the insurance credit, they said, hey, we can't staff them. We can't get the people here. So they voluntarily turned over their license to the state. You take away those locations, lost ones would have read $40,000, 2.5 down to 40, which one tells me the narrative was not pitched correctly on the I other was going to
1: say, man, somebody had a bad submission with no narrative or anything. No narrative.
2: What was going on? That's, a, that's, a, that's an incredible story. What are you trying to do to get rid of your losses? Well, we got rid of almost all of them by getting rid of these locations. There's yeah. still a tail exposure to it. You could still get sued later on, sure. But what it did was they went from 200000 to $750,000 in premium. You're still with those exclusions, South Carolina's retention went from hundred k to seven hundred fifty k on the primary. So, shut up. And mind you, on,
1: on less revenue because they closed locations in order yep. to make it
2: happen. Yep. And then you end less staff too. That's a bigger rating basis. And then. And then in the excess, you don't have coverage for South Carolina, the worst operations, or abuse, one of the biggest things you need for a social service in this space. So once we told the insured that they had, you know, a little panic attack, but signed the BORs, and now we're breaking it down and reconstructing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that you're probably in an interesting part of the industry because the the segment that you're playing in is not straightforward. It's not the easiest but it's one that if any agent listening to this were to sit down and think for five minutes, they probably could rattle off the names of five different accounts right. that they could bring to you that are in that space that they've never touched because they just don't know it and don't understand it. So right. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on Man is I feel like, you know, just based on the the experiences we've had with you, in my agency thus far, which by the way, I I will go ahead and and put this out there. You know, Dylan, Dylan had put together a really good program for me on an account that was a referral in. And I'm basically just airing this because I want people to understand that we don't just get on a podcast and say, we do things. We stand behind what we say, we're going to do. And I'll never be a whore for premium ever. If somebody's, if somebody's moral compass is off, if I get a sniff that they're being dishonest with me or that they're going to be, uh, somebody that's going to cause me potential issues down the road, I would much rather cut bait on Mm -hmm. the front end. So that's one that I felt like was, and it actually was closed and it was a hundred percent on me, but walked away from it, had to tell my man that I was taking away premium from him that I told him he was Mm -hmm. getting. So we're going to make up for it and get it for him. But you know, part of it too is, when you're out there, when you don't understand these things, you can at least understand and read people, right? Yeah, you don't understand the physical risks. That's fine. If you don't understand environmental or you know, the legal and professional and all of the other stuff that goes into it, that's okay. You can get help to find that. But mm-hmm. when you're when you're dealing with people who aren't going to be forthright, you know who aren't going to be you yeah. know somebody that you want to associate yourself with. What you're really doing is you're not making money. You're diminishing your value proposition to everybody else in your book of business when you bring that yep. person in.
2: I do. It's the same thing with, with some agents I work with. Right. I've had it where it's it, I get to a point where it's like you use me to just block some markets uh, for your convenience, or you know, you your submissions are never thorough. You're really just playing. You know what I mean? There.
1: What's well, a dangerous game, too, man? Because there's only so many markets that are going to entertain the types of things you're right. seeing. And I think that's one of the biggest biggest issues agents have. They don't understand how much damage they're doing to both theirs and their prospector client's reputation in the underwriting community Absolutely. when they do that. Yeah. I, I've got an account right now that I'm going to renew. I've had the account for, for a few years. It renews next month, and it's basically already done. But I sent an email over to the business owner uh, this yeah. morning and said, hey, just want to touch base with you. Renewal's pretty much wrapped up. We're gonna leave it with the carrier it's with. Here's the reasons why. not really much of a price change there, but they're wanting to take some rate on the autos. so I'm gonna I've pushed back. I noticed that they still haven't put you in their preferred company when mm. you should be because of loss history and all of this other stuff. But we'll we should be wrapped up by the end of the week, and I'll be back in touch with you to let you know what's going on. The mm. first year that I engaged with that account five or six years ago, they wanted me to give them a full-blown marketing summary, showing them everywhere that I went, you know what the quotes were, why they declined if they declined, why the quotes were different if they were material. And I, over the course of time, they understand and trust that I know what I'm doing at this point. Right. They know that if I say, hey, this is why you need to stay with this carrier. Last year, he wanted to get a little bit cute with me and mm-hmm. say, well, you can send me my loss runs and I'll just do the market diligence for myself. Mm-hmm. I said you're more than welcome to do that. But we did market it this year because it was your, I think it may have been their fourth year and we usually go every third year we market, but we did market it last year because the rate increases. And Mm -hmm. I told him, I said, you're going to find out you're blocked everywhere. And Mm -hmm. the other thing you're going to find out is I have you with the only carrier that I know of that's willing to give you the endorsements for the kind of work you're doing. So if you want to waste your time, that's fine. But we've already been through this exercise. The client and the prospect don't understand. They think that because they have money, somebody wants to sell them insurance. That's not always <laughs> the case.
2: It's a great way to put it. No, not at all. Not at all. There's so much that goes into it. And and when they're the the account's been seen by underwriters so often, year after year, they're not shy about it. They'll put it in the email or they'll tell you on the phone, I've declined this three years in a row. That's why when we have to de- go out and they they may have declined a year or two back because of appetite, I'll put it in the email. Listen, if your appetite has changed, let's talk about it. If not, shut it down. Don't spend a single second on this because our time is so valuable. But at the same time, appetites can change so often, especially in stuff like the social services or MedMal. It's like, hey, you might like this now. I don't know. If you don't, get rid of it. You got a pile and you want to move people to the top of it. and I, And I respect that. And that's what helps us get our submissions up to the top. My underwriters know I'm never wasting your time. If it's a real opportunity, I'm going to let you know, you're going to get a phone call. We're going to talk about it. But if it's just a flyby, it's a soft marketing, just in case somebody does something shifty, you're also going to know, and I'm not going to have you waste a second.
1: Yeah. No. And I mean, I think that that's the easiest way to do business, man. It, it, there's just so many games that happen in, in our industry. I don't know. To me, it's real simple. Just do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Be honest. I mean, basic yeah. stuff. You know. Yeah.
2: Hustle. But, communicate. That's all it is. It's all it all comes down to.
1: 100%, man. 100%. So what have we missed?
2: Yeah. I, I, we talked a little bit about the life sciences, right? And if there's a market update for that, I, I haven't seen much increases across the board. If anything, I'm seeing some decreases and some carriers getting back in who might be able to package in auto property and stuff like that. Um, who wouldn't before? Like I had a group that was um, uh, that was doing all of the medical supplies uh, in um, Lee County and Sarasota County down in Florida, and so that wasn't much of an admitted play for a long time. And I'll drop the name because I respect him. Intact came in and could do the GLPL and was able to do the auto and property. And when the agent told me that, I'm like, then you take that deal when you run. I know it kicks me out, but at the same time, you, you got to do what's best for the insured. And that's a crazy deal. So, if anything, I see that side uh, softening a little bit. Um, and a lot of well, that's doing... that's
1: the right answer for you because you're in a no lose situation, anyhow. If if they really had the quote, then you gave them really good advice. But if they were just trying to play you, you got rid of somebody right. who was trying to give you a bunch of BS about something that they had that they really didn't.
2: Right. And I told them, give me a shot next year. They said, we absolutely will. Case Syntax changes their mind again. But it was it was a great deal for them. We're still on the high excess, so we can still talk to them about it all the time. But yeah, a lot of stuff I'm doing on the the life science side typically has some losses. Maybe it's the Delta-8. Maybe it's the semaglutide the stuff, the weight loss drug that everyone's talking about right now. Uh, those are getting trickier and trickier. The FDA is starting to sniff around more and more. We're finding more symptoms that are kind of breaking off of it. So Oh dude, you can you list. can
1: go online and get some of those drugs on a over the over the yeah. internet consultation. It's yeah. it's crazy.
2: It's all off label and stuff like that, the, the uses at least. And carriers are, are slapping on exclusions as quick as they possibly can. So I'm working with some that's the most ENS stuff I'm probably doing because if it's admitted, it's admitted with Chubb, Hartford, people that you guys can access and have really strong relationships with. So I'll find it, or like a heating cooling product. I had one where it's a heating cooling product. They left it on too long, and they had to get their egg, their leg amputated Oof. for two hundred some thousand dollars. I asked the agent, uh, "Can you tell me more details about?" It? She said that, but it was a, uh, it was user error. I'm like his leg was amputated. I think it was a little more than just user error.
1: Yeah. User error <laughs> in that they didn't know how to turn the thing I off. Guess,
2: I guess. But either way, we got it with a nice home and they're three years in with them and it was good. But that, You know, I had that, that, that happen
1: one time. I had that happen. It wasn't my account. It was another agent at the agency I was at.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was that agent's dog. He took. They took him. They had a miniature oh, pincher geez. and they took her to the vet because she'd eaten a palm nut and they were concerned wow. that it was going to get stuck and kill her. And so they went and they um, did the surgery and they extracted it. And when apparently when you go, th- when they go through that kind of surgery, there's they lose some body heats. So they keep them on a warming plate long enough mm. to get their. Somebody walked off and left the student le- left the dog on the warming oh, plate geez. comes in the next day to a cooked dog and mm. has to call Talk my friend day. who I worked with. Jeez. And this is even crazier, man. We insured the vet. It's the agency. That's wild. An agency principal told the producer that if you file a claim against our insured, I'm going to terminate you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> it's yeah. like, let me get out of here, man. So, this is anyhow. But,
2: world, man. It's crazy. It really is. It is crazy.
1: Well, what else do we need to bring up before I let you go, my man? Other than I want people to know how to get a hold of you, where to find you. How do they determine whether or not they're going to be a good fit for you, and vice versa?
2: Yeah, I think the staying in the lane thing is is one part of it, but a lot of my uh, peers—I won't say competitors—because I'm friends with a lot of people in this wholesale space, and they're really good at their jobs. Um, but a lot of them will specialize in healthcare and cyber and professional lines. And this and that and this and that Uh, there's some teams out there that will write An accountant and an attorney and then a hospital and then a doc group, you know what I mean? And do a a lot of land clearing
1: company, car wash, (laughs)
2: right? You're specializing in insurance is what you're telling me. And that doesn't really make sense. That's the one thing I pride myself on is don't come to me, you know, with a model line auto submission. I'm not going to be able to help you there. Don't come to me with a model line property or something along those lines. If you come to me with the GLPO excess and the things we were talking about, I don't care who's on the other side. I don't care if you're competing on it. If you have it, I'm going to be vicious. I got kids to feed and I'm having a bunch more. So I need to be really good at my job and I got to get after it.
1: How do they find you?
2: Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn fairly actively. I'm not a big social media guy, but LinkedIn is something I'm on a decent amount. And then all that contact information and then any kind of association event, I'm probably boots on the ground there too. There you go.
1: I think we've killed it, man. I don't know if there's anything else we can talk, talk about at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. But listen, if you have any kind of an account in social services, if that's a practice Mm -hmm. that you're looking to specialize in medical Mm -hmm technology, life sciences, all of that kind of stuff, even if he won't write it, ask Dylan first. What I've learned from this conversation is my guy's writing stuff I didn't even know he would write. I would have never thought to come to you for the social services stuff. And we actually have a decent chunk of that in our book of business. So while we were talking, I'm emailing or messaging producers to make sure they reach out to you at renewal with those things. But Make sure you you check him out. You know, If nothing else, connect with him online. And when the time comes, you'll remember him. I can promise you that. I appreciate sure. you jumping on today, man. I'm going to bring you on to our uh, Killing commercial call very, very soon and have you come talk to the private community. And then uh, also maybe have you come in if there's something that you want to like a topic that you can go for an hour on specifically on a presentation, bring Absolutely. you into one of my next quarterly boot camps to really get you guys on the map and help you show these agents where they can go with this stuff. Cause I have a feeling there's agencies that just simply aren't writing business. Cause they don't think they have a home.
2: That's it. I got a whole agency that wrote personal lines insurance for all these dentists and docs. They were petrified of the med and we talked to them and we brought them all over.
1: It's a solid That's awesome.
2: One.
1: That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to jump on today, my man, and look forward to many more years of growing with you and, and writing profitable business. And uh, just can't wait to hear some of the success stories that come out of you being on the podcast, because I know there's tens of thousands of agents out there listening right now that are thankful you were on today.
2: I appreciate it, man. And thanks to everyone for watching. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Absolutely, brother. Take care, man. Have a good one. Everybody Amen, else, we'll catch you next time. See you.